today we will continue and finish session 49, Law of One, received April 27, 1981. This is not a long session, <laughs> uh, only nine exchanges between Don and Ra. Um, the first portion um, was originally removed uh, from the first printings, put into Book 5 as commentary because it's personal material, sort of, uh, about sexuality uh, and about portions of the brain and uh, UFOs and UFO messages and um, the difference between uh, transient information or the use of rational analytical mind or rational analytical functions of mind versus uh, seeking uh, ageless wisdom or spiritual principles of soul evolution and cosmic plan as um, expression of the intuitive uh, uh, impulsive, Ross said, uh, intuitive direct knowing functions of mind. Correspondence between right and left hemispheres of the brain or the lobes uh, and the more importantly um, the uh, philosophy of balanced mental development the philosophy of balanced mental development and use of mind As Hindus say uh, mind is the slayer of the real S-L-A-Y-E-R like the uh, rock and roll group mind is the slayer or killer destroyer of the real but also mind is the revealer mind is the midi, you know the intermediate function apparently between body and spirit body mind spirit and uh, very much um, mind itself can be seen as bridge between spirit and body or the means by which uh, eternity or reality beyond human subjective uh, relative interpretation the means by which uh, vision of reality um, beyond distortion is embodied, is brought to body. And so in 49.4, Ra talks about um, the function of intuition is to inform intelligence and explains that nevertheless, um, um, two types of brain structure, which really means two forms of intellectual development or intellectual function or mind activity two types of brain structure this is the middle of 49.4 review from last time two types of brain structure need to be balanced in order that the net sum of experiential catalyst will be polarization and illumination for without the acceptance by the rational mind meaning the rational analytical functions of mind without acceptance by those functions or through the use of those functions or integration of rational analytical by acceptance integrating with intuition without that <clears throat> um, uh, the creative aspects which aid in illumination will be stifled I mean so this is you know <laughs> this is the way a master talks uh, raw explaining the balanced usage and integration of the two primary mental functions which are very much um, outpictured manifest in the uh, distinction between green and blue fourth ray fifth ray heart chakra acceptance reception unconditional uh, non-control uh, non-rejection non-grasping 
non-manipulation, being with, fully being with, full reception, unconditional, pure receptivity, which is uh, in many ways um, the associated with the function of intuition uh, or um, direct knowing without logical, analytical, linear processing. Then you have fifth ray, blue, wisdom chakra, vishuddhi, back of the throat, throat chakra, uh, blue, uh, associated with uh, rational analytical. However, uh, it's also midway between four and six, fourth chakra, sixth chakra. And six, in my view, is, is really the, 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 the window uh, of illumination. The window through which illumination occurs is six ray. Uh, but it can only, uh, the window is clean and open with no glass, right? Throw out the glass. We just have an open window frame and eventually no frame. Uh, the activity of six very much relates to development of four. And so 246 is in many ways itself, the 246 chakra line is the um, intuitive Gnostic direct knowing way or function of sentience itself. And so it, all of this goes on and on and on and gets deeper and deeper and very, very interesting. Even one can say the two chakra lines, 1357 and 246 themselves, are uh, associated with the two different functions of mind being uh, rational analytical, 1357, or the hard line, and 246, the soft line, being associated with intuitive um, direct knowing. Uh, but uh, if you want six chakra activation for Gnostic illumination, which is not a Middle Eastern sect, it is basically uh, illumination or direct seeing and knowing of reality beyond concept. You know, discovering the source of mind, discovering unity, <laughs> which is the basis of any experience of duality or subject-object. Uh, to activate six fully, one really needs to uh, uh, pay attention to heart chakra. And the same thing with wisdom. Wisdom is going to be weak, fifth ray weak, uh, to the extent that um, we pick and choose, and we can't handle what? Loss, and pain, and blame, and dishonor. The four unpleasant or difficult worldly wins in Buddhism. So, uh, rational and analytical is important. Uh, intuitive, direct knowing function of mind is important. Uh, and they uh, need to work together for uh, a balanced activation of love wisdom. So then, uh, 49.5 from before, this is where we're going to, um, this is the basis for where we start the new material today, which starts at 49.6. 49.5. Don was asking about positive and negative magnetic polarizations of the brain, and then as it relates to planets and beings. Um, and Ross basically giving an introduction to the energy grid network, etheric grid network of uh, channels and energy lines of the etheric body associated with positive and negative, associated with the chakras, associated particularly with North Pole, South Pole, meaning first chakra, seventh chakra, and the ascension of kundalini, or intelligent energy, from muladhara, uh, first chakra, red ray, 
root chakra up to seven, Sahasrara, Hindu, Sanskrit, seventh ray, crown chakra, violet, white, purple, whatever. The north or the upper pole is positive, the south or negative, south pole or lower is negative, not good or bad, positive, negative, but receptive versus transmissive. Fourth ray receptive, fifth ray transmissive. South pole receptive, north pole transmissive. Electromagnetism, magnetic and electrical, potential and kinetic, yin and yang. Absolutely all the same, in my view, in terms of the intrinsic polarity of, uh, of the seven rays of intelligent energy as it uh, differentiates to the seven rays, one, three, seven, two, the seven, two relationship, the dual or polarized nature of intelligent energy itself manifests uh, in the, uh, you know, the individual microcosm as South Pole, North Pole, Root Chakra, Crown Chakra, ingress, uh, and then ascension up to, uh, up to seven. However, uh, both, uh, both poles are receptive also, and energy streams between them. Meanwhile, you have uh, secondary, primary, secondary, tertiary energy centers, major chakras, minor chakras, and um, <laughs> minor, minor chakras. Uh, and that's a very important study. <laughs> that goes on and on and on. So you see, this is, this is why this session becomes two hours for nine questions, or seven. Uh, all of this stuff is very important. Uh, <clears throat> Ross said the most important point concept to grasp about the energy field is that the lower or negative pole, right, root chakra here, draws will draw universal energy into itself from the cosmos. First, root chakra is our anchor, in many ways, uh, to the to the density. Then Ross says it will move upward to be met and reacted to by the positive spiraling energy moving downward from within, downward from within. So the root chakra is without. The crown chakra is within, in a very metaphysical way. The idea is that you know all beings are the one infinite creator, or all beings, um, the true nature of all light is the source of light, and that source is considered within or internal to the manifestation into matter and energy and even consciousness. So we have outer matter inner energy fields, right, like like body and mind, right, uh, outer being body or matter, inner being energy fields or, um, set, you know, the, the forms, the etheric and the different frequencies, the energy bodies that um, undergird what we call body-mind-spirit complex. But beyond that, we have consciousness and then beyond that, we really have the source of that whole arrangement of matter, energy, and consciousness. And that's um, the one infinite. And so, but you do have this movement from below up, and that's called Kundalini. And um, Ra will explain more in 49.6, the new material. Don asks, what process would be the recommended process for correctly awakening, as they say, the Kundalini, and of what value would that be? Um, and Ra explains in a very long this 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 the last two questions here forty nine six and eight are going to be the basis for the next half hour here. 
Um, 49.6, Ross answer, I'll read it all, then review. Ross said, the metaphor of the coiled serpent being called upwards is vastly appropriate for consideration by your peoples. This is what you are attempting when you seek. There are, as we have stated, great misapprehensions, misapprehensions, misunderstandings, concerning this metaphor and the nature of pursuing its goal. The metaphor uh, of the coiled serpent called upwards and, uh, you know, making union and crown chakra, Shiva Shakti. It's called Shiva Shakti Union. Shiva uh, being crown and Shakti being the coiled serpent Kundalini in uh, Hindu view. Uh, there are great, great misapprehensions concerning this metaphor and the nature of pursuing its goal. We must generalize and ask that you grasp the fact that this is, that this in effect renders far less useful that which we share, meaning that the fact that they're generalizing. However, as each entity is unique, generalities are our lot meaning that's all they can do when communicating to your for your possible edification, meaning um, learning. Then we get into it. We have two types of energy. We are attempting then, as entities in any true color density of this octave, to move the meeting place of inner and outer natures further and further along, or upward along the energy centers. The two methods of approaching this <clears throat> with sensible method are first the seeding within oneself of those experiences which are attracted to the entity through the South Pole. Each experience will need to be observed, experienced, balanced, accepted, <clears throat> and seated within the individual. Seated actually means uh, lo uh, comprehended, uh, location comprehended. Uh, comprehending the location or its chakra correspondence. Uh, it's already seated. It's about knowing the seating, uh, meaning what's uh, my handling of this situation or my current condition of mind um, relates to what position along the continuum of root to crown. As the entity grows in Ragozan, as the entity grows in self-acceptance and awareness of catalyst, the location of the comfortable seating of these experiences will rise to the new true color entity. Will rise, really, for the new, for the new true color entity. The experience, whatever it may be, will be seated in red ray and considered as to its survival content and so forth. Each, and here's the sequence, each experience will be sequentially understood or can be in this exercise uh, of uh, what Ra's calling um, approaching this this is one method of approaching the understanding of um, upward spiraling light from root to crown, a method of uh, understanding and working with that reality in a sensible method. This is what's Ra called the seating of oneself of experience that are attracted to us by the South Pole, the root. Um, each experience, this is the third paragraph, each experience will be sequentially understood, can be, should be, in this way, by the growing and seeking mind-body-spirit complex in terms of, and I'm adding numbers here, survival, first ray. Then in terms of personal identity, second ray. 
Then in terms of social relations, third ray. Then in terms of universal love, fourth ray. Then in terms of how the experience may beget free communication, fifth ray. Then in terms of how the experience may be linked to universal energies, sixth ray. And finally, in terms of the sacramental nature of each experience, seventh ray. I added the ray designations. Then, Ra goes on. Meanwhile, the creator lies within. In the North Pole, <laughs> the crown is already upon the head, and the entity is potentially a god. This entity, this energy, is brought into being, this is seventh ray, by the humble and trusting acceptance of this energy, through meditation and contemplation of the self and of the creator. Where these energies meet, meaning the North Pole coming down and the South Pole going up, where these energies meet is where the serpent, Kundalini, will have achieved its height. When this uncoiled energy approaches universal love, fourth ray, and radiant being, sixth ray, the entity is in a state whereby the harvestability of the entity comes nigh. Uh, the end is nigh, N-I-G-H, meaning near, uh, approaching. So this is a very solid answer <laughs> that would also take about an hour to unpack if we really, if I really wanted to enjoy it. Um, meaning uh, elaboration, un unrestricted uh, uncoiling uh, of uh, commentary. Uh, so first Ross says that uh, despite um, the fact they have to be generalizing, this metaphor of a coiled serpent called upwards is very useful, vastly appropriate. That's a funny way of saying it, vastly appropriate, really appropriate, or um, in a very broad and uh, expansive field uh, for a value. There's a broad, expansive field of value for our considering this metaphor. Vastly appropriate in, in, at many levels, in many ways, to many depths for our continued soul evolution to consider this because the quality of experience uh, our moment-to-moment -moment quality experience is absolutely directly uh, a manifestation of where the uh, two energies meet, or at what point along the apparently linear, apparently vertical, apparently up-and-down columnar uh, column circuit uh, ladder from root to crown, where these two uh, energies um, most comfortably dwell. The degree to which we've raised the Kundalini from um, focus on survival to realization of the sacramental nature of each moment. And so Ra is talking about two uh, types of energy. They're really both aspects, uh, they're, they're really not, they're, they're both manifestations of intelligent energy. Uh, which is the basis of the seven rays. But we're talking about higher dimensional energy versus lower dimensional energy or energy uh, that appears uh, external to energy that is ultimately uh, expression of our true nature. Or, you see, seventh chakra energy versus first chakra, right? Seventh chakra energy, if we can even call it energy, um, is basically associated with uh, our infinite nature. While first chakra energy 
is very much associated with, in this case, third density incarnation. Root chakra is very associated with the elemental, which is the first dimension of life. Uh, it's our anchor here in this body, in this dimension. But the energetics of first ray are more primitive, are uh, more external, are um, um, more just more crudely, are less light filled. It's more empty of light. It's more, it's it's weaker. It's not. Uh, it's further from essence than the quality of violet ray energy. As seven differentiations of. Uh, intelligent energy itself. And so, um, if you want to understand where you're coming from, one can, one needs to uh, evaluate each experience and see where where I'm living from. This is uh, the same, in some sense, the, the, the same type of um, self-reflection is needed in the healing and balancing process. This is more diagnosis. And the healing and balancing process is more treatment. So this is a spiritual diagnosis, metaphysical consciousness diagnosis, diagnosing where we're coming from each moment. Um, and that then is what's what's in common between what I'm calling metaphysical diagnose, self-diagnosis and uh, essential healing and balance. Uh, what's in common is this sequence of observing, uh, experiencing, which really means willingness to feel, willingness to allow. I allow the pain in my body, I allow the pain in my mind, I allow the memories, I allow the misery, the wretchedness, sorrow, grief, hopelessness, anger, rage, blah, 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 the whole litany of distorted so-called negative emotions, not negative at all, but distorted uh, emotionalism, and um, confusion and all sorts of uh, painful, distorted fashionings of mind, one first needs to be willing to allow it all to flow and be, and then willing to be with. That's intrinsic to observing and experiencing. And then the balancing, balanced, accepted, and seated with the individual, I think the cycle really ought to be, um, is observed, um, willingly uh, accepted and freely felt, the willing, fully permitted, non-manipulated, uh, and then increasingly accepted, and then increasingly we seek to understand, and then increasingly we seek to know more deeply by taking responsibility and understanding causality, and uh, that means ours and others in the healing and balance process. But in the case of uh, the self, it's really taking responsibility. My, my reactivity is made by me. You do what you do, and I react uh, by my, by my uh, responsible uh, authorship. I'm responsible for my reactivity. And that leads to a deeper knowing uh, and eventually forgiveness in the case of um, the healing and balance cycle. But in this case, we're saying the same knowing, experiencing, or willing to permit, allow, and feel, then further accepting and understanding, and understanding and knowing, taking responsibility fairly, without neither self-blame or trying to avoid responsibility, 
and then forgiveness. But in this case, it's really knowing the seating where I'm coming from. And as we grow in self-acceptance and awareness of catalyst, as we grow in self-understanding, um, the location of comfortable seating of experience or how we meet catalyst, right? The fashioning of experience is uh, what the fashioning of ex of self-created experience as our reaction to catalyst is this what Ra calls seating of experience. It's really the seating of our fashioned experiential reaction to catalyst that we're talking about that rises uh, up, up, up. Our reaction to catalyst is our fashioning of experience that reactivity is what we're determining uh, in this this analysis of seating, which is basically a, a run, a run down or run up or run through, in of understanding the meaning of the seven rays. Uh, the experience, or let's say catalyst, or it could be you know, it's it's actually here we're talking about seating of our reactions to catalyst, which is our fashioned experience, right? The third tarot position is catalyst. The fourth is experience, because experience is fashioned by our reaction to catalyst, uh, by the interplay of matrix and potentiator. Matrix of mind, conscious mind, potentiator of mind, unconscious, deep mind, working together to some extent, uh, react to catalyst by the fashioning of experience and the fashioning of ex that fashioned experience which is personal overlay um, goes all the way up in quality from um, focus on issues of survival to realization of the sacramental nature um, of light <laughs> or of catalyst or all God all this God uh, that's um, living from first ray to living from seventh ray and so if you want to understand in a quick way um, the seven rays and their perspectives, right? These are the seven perspectives, the seven chakra perspectives, the seven chakra attitudes or ways of living, ways of fashioning experience, ways of meeting catalyst, ways of reacting to catalyst, ways of uh, expressing uh, uh, our being in the moment. Uh, and so first we may understand red ray, first ray, in terms of survival. And so the point is, we can, um, we can experience, we, by, by this diagnosis, this metaphysical diagnosis, um, includes or is um, sequential understanding of how we're reacting to catalyst, how we're, fa the quality of our experiential fashioning the quality of experiential fashioning. It's good, you know, I can talk very uh, abstruse and very uh, this way and that because I know that maybe nobody's listening. So, But somebody's listening, they're just not visible in this dimension, and a few are visible, and uh, <laughs> so be it. Uh, this uh, diag spiritual metaphysical diagnosis of the evolving quality of experiential fashioning being our reactivity, reactions to catalyst in the moment. Um, 
that diagnosis um, follows comprehension uh, guided by understanding of the seven rays. So um, some people live and react, or sometimes we react and fashion experience, you know, re fashion reactive experience, right? Reactive fashioning, reactive experiential fashioning. <clears throat> we make our own experience, right? Two people come into the same room. One person says, oh, I had a good time. The other one says, I had a bad time. Well, who did that? Each does that. What is that? The subjective, reactive, um, experiential fashioning. And um, why? Well, depends on their mind and all sorts of subtle things. But uh, we may um, fashion, fashion experience or react or live in terms of focus on survival, first, right? Or focus on personal identity. Me, 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 how do I feel? How about me? I talk to lots of people and I talk about some idea and then they keep going back to me. Well, I, 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 I. And that's because uh, there's a very significant, I think, orange ray focus. Just as Ross said, drop down from yellow to orange being very significant for Earth humanity today. And the Illuminati knows that. And so they structure uh, traps and deceptions and uh, slides and all sorts of uh, tricky, tricky mind uh, play games uh, to catch people stuck at orange, orange ray. Then third ray... Um, perspective or attitude is uh, focused on social relations. My position, your position. I want to look at your shoes. Are you looking at my shoes? Uh, am I shaved today? How's my beard? How's my uh, tie? Is my tie appropriate? Did I spend enough money on my suit? Or um, his position, her position is bigger than me. What do they think of me? Uh, I'm shy uh, or I'm the boss. Uh, yellow ray attachments. And, uh, you know, Illuminati has uh, slides and traps and tricks and um, ways of capturing and leading people um, who are at all subplanes of third chakra attachment too. So there are particular tricks and games for those at 3.1 and 3.2 and 3.3 and so on. Uh, and so, yeah, um, we may be stuck uh, now and then in focus on survival or focus on personal identity, or focus on social relations and um, social positioning. When we finally get out of that, <laughs> as most people here haven't done too consistently, uh, there is a perspective of universal love. Then, fourth ray. Then the perspective of how the experience, or how the catalyst, or how my reaction to catalyst, or how me in the situation now may share free communication. Fifth ray, but it's not only that, you see. This is just the first pass. Just the whole raw material is the first pass. And um, there are not only five volumes, <laughs> there are the hidden volumes. And so uh, those are upstairs. Um, fifth ray, the, the meeting of catalyst by fifth ray activation, or the, the Kundalini coiled serpent rising from root chakra to fifth chakra and resting there, not only is associated with free communication, but also comprehension of um, the other and situational dynamics. Comprehension of causality, um, system, system interaction over time, system processes, understanding how I got here, uh, where you are, why are we here together now? How may I be of benefit 
to the situation. Mm, what's uh, my best choice? Uh, I have op. What are my options? What what options are better and which are not? What is most skillful? What is unskillful? How have I been? How have they been? How have they evolved? Have they evolved? Have I evolved? All of these comprehensions is all related to rational analytic, but not necessarily only. Um, attention to um, uh, process and systemic interaction or uh, interplay of multiple systems and processes. This is also Vishuddhi fifth ray, meeting of catalyst or fashioning experience or attitude or perspective in the moment. Very subtle. Um, lovely blue ray. Then uh, the sixth ray perspective or this first pass approach uh, presentation view of how we may uh, sequentially understand chakras and six chakra is the linkage to universal energy. This can be, uh, you know, it's intelligent energy, the access to intelligent energy that is associated with six ray activation, indigo ray, uh, using intelligent energy either in magic, which may be white magic, black magic, or also um, uh, non-structured radiatory, meaning walking into a situation or uh, sending love and light. There was a time when I used to sit at a cafe or something and just um, beam love and light in a in a straight line across the street and 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 offer it to everybody who walked across the line. <laughs> the ray it was a very kind of fun thing, and. Um, Mm, that's a sixth ray perspective, how the experience may be linked to universal energies, or the degree to which I'm aware of unity in this interaction, in this situation, in this moment, in my reaction, reactivity, and my perspective in the situation. Uh, degree of awareness of completion and wholeness and perfection. Then finally, seventh ray, uh, comprehension of fashioning experience or how we are in situations or how we were or knowing our perspectives, our attitudes, seventh ray associated with sacramental nature of each experience. Um, everything's God, everything's holy, everything's alive, everything is life, all is one, um, and it's beautiful, actually. And everything is radiant and, um, you know, uh, the clear light, manifesting the clear light. Um, the consecrate nature of each moment, the consecrate nature of sentience, the consecrate nature of all appearance, right? Form is emptiness, emptiness is form. That's the uh, seventh ray uh, sequential understanding or perspective or attitude or way of being. And, uh, you know, <laughs> that's sort of approaching the end of the path. And so, um, in the North Pole, crown chakra, the entity, the crowns on the head, each entity is potentially a god. Um, we are infinity in potentia. Our reality, our potential reality, or our possible total, our reality as it is now in potentia is infinity. But that doesn't mean we are living that or manifesting that. We also have lots of distortions <laughs> and work to do. Anyway, the way one brings seventh chakra down, I think, is associated with what Shara is saying. This energy brought into being by humble and trusting acceptance of the energy through meditation 
meaning open uh, meditation as seven as seven ray or, or as whole being surrender offering to the one to reality um, in love and trust with not you know not offering to one negative entities do this to me but um, all is one all is God all is love light uh, and I open to the universe uh, that I am offering opening to totality that we are that's akin to this humble and trusting acceptance uh, through meditation and then contemplation of self and the creator of course and so the where the two and where the two streams meet is a relative position of the serpent's height meaning uh, root chakra coming up crown chakra going down and where we live um, or our basic attitudes in general or perspective on life associated with the seven rays uh, associated with um, how our own level of, of soul evolution in this incarnation is the meeting place of the downward spiraling and the upward spiraling energetics or streams from uh, root and cr- from crown and root. And then harvestability is associated with fourth ray activation and radiant being fourth and sixth must be in play for harvestability. Ra doesn't recommend a technique of meditation, 49.7, but Don further pushes it and says, is it better, or shall I say, does it produce more usable results in meditation? To leave the mind as blank as possible. Let it run down, so to speak. Or is it better to focus in meditation on some object or something for concentration? Very subtle question, and very good because there really are uh, two, there, there are significant differences in the uh, methodology of meditation in all traditions. One is uh, more rational analytical, and the other one is more intuitive surrender. Meanwhile, uh, concentration can lead to surrender. (laughs) It has to, actually, for uh, samadhi to go to prajna. Uh, In Buddhism, we have shila, virtue, morality, then samadhi, concentration, one-pointedness, calm abiding, or um, mental collection, collected mind, clear, focused, quiet, gentle, limpid, relaxed but bright mind samadhi and then prajna panya or wisdom discernment which is really actually perception of um, the vipassana or insights um, associated with um, the the penetrations of Buddhist um, awakening sotapanna and the the other three and then final of course complete and perfect enlightenment Uh, those are all uh, accessed by prajna or aspects of prajna or panya wisdom but it's not fifth chakra wisdom it's actually intuitive um, realization of that which is beyond thought and concept beyond duality beyond relativity insight into the deathless uh, that's really what the third aspect of buddhism is about prajna samadhi leading to prajna but uh, to go on that path, actually concentration and um, surrender or letting the mind become quiet uh, and focused concentration, they can go together very well. Ra, answer, this will be the last major answer of the session, 49.8. Ra said, this shall be the last full query of this work time. Each of the two types of meditation is useful for a particular reason. The passive meditation involving the clearing of the mind, the emptying of the mental jumble, 
which is characteristic of mind complex activity among your peoples, is efficacious for those whose goal is to achieve an inner silence as a base from which to listen to the Creator. This is a useful and helpful tool, and is by far the most generally useful type of meditation as opposed to contemplation or prayer. So you see there are actually going to be three types here. Second, I'm adding that. The, and then in brackets, and in fact, yeah, just a phrase here in brackets, the type of meditation which may be called visualization, number two, has as its goal not that which is contained in the meditation itself. Visualization is the tool of the adept. Those who learn to hold visual images in mind are developing an inner concentrative power that can transcend boredom and discomfort. When this ability has become crystallized in an adept, the adept may then do polarizing in consciousness without external action, which can affect planetary consciousness. It's world service visualization, magic, white magic. This is the reason for existence of the so-called white magician. Only those wishing to pursue the conscious raising of planetary vibration will find visualization to be a particularly satisfying type of meditation. This is for the positive white magician. <laughs> black magicians are very satisfied with uh, black occultism themselves. Contemplation, Ra's going on. Contemplation or the consideration in a meditative state of an inspiring image or text is extremely useful or also extremely useful also among your peoples. And the faculty of will called praying is also of a potentially helpful nature. Whether it is indeed an helpful activity depends quite totally upon the intentions and objects of the one who prays. May we ask if there are any brief queries at this time? And that led to the final uh, exchange 49.9. Um, Ra first is explaining that there are two types of meditation, but however, you can say that there are other types of meditative technique or meditative activity beyond uh, the listing of two. And that's what the third paragraph here is. So each type is useful for a particular reason. Of course, every meditation technique uh, has a different focus, and um, one should understand um, the uh, consequences of successful meditation per technique. They're not always the same. Um, however, there are also different types of technique that can lead to the same goal, like mantra or um, breath mindfulness can both lead to one-pointedness and concentration. Uh, meanwhile, some people do concentration meditation to simply get to um, a quiet mind, or I had a good meditation, I had a quiet mind. Well, that's a very shallow goal. It's useful uh, as a, you know, one level of, of uh, development. Uh, but uh, one can do much more than get to a quiet mind, peaceful mind, have a nice feeling, and then get up and move on to the day. Ra calls this passive meditation. Um, Ra is making a, a... Ra is not... <laughs> doesn't necessarily have expertise on Vipassana and Anapanasati and um, meditation in Buddhist tradition, which is interesting. Um, they ought to. Uh, to call it passive meditation. You know, so the, there's what Ra's talking about, and then there's how I understand it, and then there's how I understand different forms of meditation. So you've got to put all that together 
and uh, figure out your own understandings. Uh, Ra's calling the first type a passive meditation, which involves clearing the mind, emptying mental jumble. Mental jumble, characteristic of mind activity among your peoples. Lots of people walk around with a jumble mind, lots of thinking, round and round. Um, that's really suffering. <laughs> that's dukkha. The dukkha of mental uh, conflict, complication, uh, ceaseless production of thought. Um, you can't really gain insight or clarity or even wisdom comprehension or even um, deeper psychological understanding um, when one is busy with mental jumble. So whether or not one uses meditation or either type or um, whatever the goal one may formulate for whatever type of meditation one does, um, the first stage is um, is dissolving the roots of the mental jumble and moving to a quiet mind, inner silence, holding the mind steady in the light, which is samadhi, which is concentration. Uh, it's not it's not the same as concentration as actually a result of concentration. So, um, what Ra doesn't get here exactly is that. Um, concentration type meditation, concentration on the breath, concentration on mantra, concentration on, uh, you know, colored disc in the air, uh, mandala, prostration, uh, you know, the um, Tibetan four stages, the first, um, I forgot the name, but uh, the four preliminaries in many Tibetan traditions. Um, all of those are concentrative techniques that are not very passive because one has to keep focusing on the object of concentration, like the mantra or the breath or the mandala. And that leads to clearing mind, that leads to um, uh, reduced thought production, reduction in thought production, reduced intensity of arising thoughts. That is then a quiet mind. But um, that inner silence, then Ross says, is a base from which to listen to the Creator, which means um, accessing intuition and hearing the voice of your soul, which means uh, wisdom. <laughs> it means actually um, gaining gnosis. And it's not only the gnosis of, oh my God, emptiness, or oh my God, uh, samskara is dukkha, <laughs> mental fashioning and desire itself is dukkha, seeking. Mental mental production is dukkha itself. Consciousness is dukkha. There are these kinds of insights. Not necessarily just that. But um, listening to the Creator uh, uh, with the, the kingdom of heaven within. The Creator living. The Creator who or that also lives in the kingdom of heaven within. Meaning uh, the voice of higher self. Meaning you know, integrative wisdom comprehension about oneself, one's process, or one's experience in the moment. And it's most useful, Ross says, uh, as opposed to contemplation or prayer. Contemplation or prayer is actually um, the third paragraph here, and it's not necessarily, um, you know, Ross talks about two types of meditation, but really provides four. <laughs> okay, so the first type 
is um, what Ra calls passive involving clearing the mind. But actually, honestly, one cannot do that without concentration. You cannot sit down and say, okay, now I will clear the mind. Well, how? By what? Now what? What about your attention? What's happening with your attention? Are you focusing it somewhere or you're not? Well, if you're not focusing it somewhere, you probably will continue thinking. Now, maybe if you, you know, uh, deep breathe and listen to music or um, do a little chanting or a little of this and that, slowly over time, uh, the mind will become quiet. But that still is concentrative or the result of concentration. There's a concentration on deep breathing or listening to some music or doing some kind of uh, asana. There's still concentration. What Ra doesn't understand is that uh, concentration brought far enough will dissolve uh, uh, distortion in toto. That, that um, one will see anatta, anicca, and dukkha as the five skandhas, the five skanda experience as the three marks. One will see that directly as the result of um, quiet mind, as the result of concentration. That That's... Uh, you know, those are the stages of Buddhist awakening. Very doable. But then Ra calls the second type of meditation visualization, which is magic, which is, um, you know, more working with fifth ray rather than just four six. The first type of meditation, contemplation, or whatever Ra's calling uh, clearing the mind. You see, what they don't say is how to clear the mind. <laughs> Why don't they say that? Well, I think they know, but um, what they don't conclude is that the way of clearing the mind moving to inner silence is actually concentration. Then you have visualization type which is also concentrative, of course which is holding visual images in mind, developing inner concentrative power. But one can concentrate on uh, breath one can concentrate on mantra uh, one can concentrate on mandala uh, appearance without trying to internalize visualization and lead to concentration, leading to silence of mind, leading to insight. But the second type is really magical, occult, active, white magician, fifth ray, more fifth ray related. One may do polarizing in consciousness without external action, which is affecting planetary consciousness. This is world service visualization meditation. That's the work of white magician. And, and not everybody likes that. I lean more to the first type. Uh, the second type is good for those who are wisdom over love. Um, the second, the first type, well, let's just say, uh, formless concentration. Concentration leading to uh, insight uh, is the first type, more associated with fourth ray, sixth ray. The second type, in my view, is visualization, white magic, of course, black magic, they do the same thing, but white magical, uh, occult uh, visualization. But particularly for world service, that's what Positive Path is all about, you know, world service. That's more associated or more um, more um, consonant, resonant, preferred, preferred by uh, those who are wisdom over love, or those who are leading with intellect versus those who are leading with intuition. Then, other two is contemplation or consideration in meditative state. Meditative state equals quiet mind, you see. That's got. To, that's achieved by concentration. But then, once one is in that meditative state of samadhi, quiet mind, one may then consider uh, text or image, like uh, inspiring image, maybe mandala. 
may also be a picture of uh, Jesus or Buddha or Rose or you know Mary or something and then finally there is praying which is Ra calls a faculty of will actually all practice all everything is a, <laughs> the result of will every you know samskara experience is fashioned by mind by intellect by concept also by the faculty of will everything's done by the faculty of will but um, there is a focusing of the faculty of will in all all forms of meditation and in prayer too also potentially helpful but Ra said whether whether it's helpful <clears throat> whether it really is it's potentially helpful but whether it is indeed in practice in truth in one's experience really helpful depends quite totally meaning very totally meaning totally totally on one's intentions and the objects of the one who prays what's your objective what's your intention now people who are saying oh god let me bring let me win the lottery god please let me win the lottery or you know baseball players praying for the game or boxers right or <laughs> world wrestling stars praying to whoever before the wrestling match that I can uh, body slam him or something uh, that may not be too helpful to um, that person who's praying so um, prayer you know <laughs> depends on the person's objectives and their intentions and their spiritual maturity and then of course on the the quality of their will or strength of will and and capacity for concentration and their metaphysical awareness in general so that's just a very brief introduction to meditation from Ra's perspective. They ask then, may we ask if there are any brief queries at this time? But it's the end of the session. Don and the exchange of 49.9. Don says, I will just ask if there's anything we may do to make the instrument more comfortable or to improve the contact. And if the two periods per week are still appropriate. So they move to twice a week sessions rather than twice a day. And that was probably a better frequency, Ross said, we request your care in the placement of the neck support for this entity, Carla, as it is too often careless. You are conscientious and your alignments are well. The timing, if we may use that expression, of the sessions is basically correct. However, you are to be commended for observing fatigue in the circle and refraining from a working until all were in love, harmony, and vital energy as one being. This is and will continue to be most helpful. I am Ra. I leave you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. Go forth, therefore, rejoicing in the power and in the peace of the one infinite creator, Adonai. And that's session 49, and that ends uh, the first 50 sessions, the first 49 sessions, or the series of the 40s, which were very deep, and quite an upgrade to the 30s in terms of uh, raw sessions. Um, raw saying, even though uh, placement of Carla's neck support was often careless, raw says you're conscientious. So how do you put those together? Well, that's <laughs> that's the complexity of uh, human mind and being. Uh, they're saying Don, Jim, the LL group overall is conscientious, the alignments are good, the timing is correct, you're commended for observing fatigue and not doing uh, a session until everybody was unified in love, harmony, and vital force, vital energy. Meanwhile, um, the placement of the next support is careless. 
has been too often careless. So it's important to um, hear both sides and um, take constructive criticism and also take uh, deserved credit or appreciate oneself uh, for one's uh, development and acknowledge um, you know current lack of development and mistakes and uh, distortions from the past too. In any case, that's the end of the first 49 sessions. 7 times 7, the first cycle is over. Next time we go to session 50. Session 50 is um, a long, not a long, not so long, it's only 14 exchanges. Uh, uh, still pretty intense. More talking about the chakras and the movement of energy from red to violet. Uh, more discussion on program catalyst, a very important um, example of uh, programming of incarnational catalyst or experience um, that people can relate to one themselves. Somebody asked me recently, why did I choose my parents? People ask that all the time. It's very complicated. You have to know the psychology of the parents and understand the history of what, what occurred in the family uh, and continues to occur, perhaps. So some important answers about Program Catalyst and um, also uh, basic service to others in this dimension under the veil. So very uh, a number of questions about... Um, adept work and the pyramid and meditation so session 50 is more substantial also uh, thanks for being here i appreciate this opportunity i hope you're all well take good care of yourselves see you next time and good night <laughs>